found it swept clean. He found it neat. Well, it said that seven spirits worse than the first came unto him. So his life just got harder because if we don't fill our house with God, if we don't accept and believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, then that Holy Spirit can't come in and take and transform our lives, renew our mind. We have to be willing to do that. And um, where I'm going to start is in Proverbs chapter 1. There's a couple places I'll be going where just kind of surf through the scripture. I love how the Word of God just ties together. It says, as a body, we're all fitly formed together in Christ Jesus. So, um, I'll just wait a moment. But Proverbs 1, and I'll be reading 1 through 6. And this is kind of the start to think about how God um, either puts people in our life or reveals to us singly that we do have um, a way through Christ His Son. Starting uh, Proverbs chapter 1, it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtility to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. I always like that. It leaves it in a mystery. Their dark sayings. You know, you're like, dang, that's a lot right there. And so he starts off with to know wisdom and instruction. Back then, wisdom is that almost they saw it as a physical attribute, something that you have a skill in, you know, be it building, be it sewing, be it knitting, whatever it is, even to the extent of warfare. An unskilled man just can't go fight a battle if he's never practiced or been taught by anyone who has fought before him. So um, having this foundation built in Christ, we need those people above us to help and teach us because it says, it says right at the end of verse 5, to under, the understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So a man of understanding should have people around them. The Bible says, look to those who have gone before you. And so, going back to the Word of God, all those people who have gone before us in truth um, have sought out God with all their heart, all their mind, and all their soul and strength. And um, to know that we have instructors um, who will teach us knowledge, who will give us wisdom. I also like to think about the Proverbs that we learn throughout our life, like, People used to say, well, Kaylin, you're a little green behind the ears. That's because I may not know what I'm doing. I may not understand it. Other people have said, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. You know, don't be slack in your work. Take care of it. If you have the power to take care of it, do it now. Uh, and then here's another one. If you don't want anyone to find out, don't do it. Why are, you trying to, why are you trying to be deceitful? Why are you trying to lie? A house can't be built up in lies. A house against itself cannot stand. So a body that fights the body, that's devastating. I know that. I went through sickness. I had leukemia. 92% of my body was sick. And at a time, I would have wrestled that. But I had a nurse named Grace ask me if I knew who Jesus was. So to understand the truth that came with Jesus, he had to say, Kaylin, I love you as you are. So my house started on a foundation of love. My house started in that truth of Jesus Christ accepting me where I was at. He taught me from the beginning. He gave me wisdom. He gave me counsel. He put people in my life that would love, care for me, and guide me in the right direction so that I could give him my thoughts and my path would be established. Other sayings, people say everything happens for a reason. 
And at times that's true. Well, one of the first verses I memorized was Romans 8.28, and it says, All things work together for good to them that love God and to the called according to His purpose. So everything does happen for a reason, but it says, to them that love God. And not to say that things won't work out for the unbeliever, because God calls everyone, and He wants all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, because that's why He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. And then Proverbs 24.6, it says, For a just man falleth seven times and rises, rise again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. He'll be deceived. So going back to these dark sayings and all those things, you know, we need to attain these things throughout our life and know that, you know, I was green. I am unlearned. They could tell I was an unlearned man, but I love Jesus. And I'm going to try my best to learn. I'm going to try my best to be taught, to open up, to receive. And uh, Proverbs 27, 5 says, Better is open rebuke than secret love. Dang. You know, I always said, you don't know what happens behind a closed door. Because we don't. We have to be open. The Bible says all darkness comes to light. So it's to be revealed in due time. Sometimes Jesus doesn't teach us things until we're ready to receive him. He says, there's things I have not shown you because you were not ready for him yet. So he wants to build you up and he wants to have you fitly formed together so that you have a house that can withstand the storms. There's a, something I wanted to turn to in Luke chapter 6, something I've always loved. I will just briefly go over this because there's one part of the, these verses in Luke 6, verses 46 through 49. This is when we have our foundation and our trust and hope in Jesus, and we as believers need to see there is some reality here and, and the work that it takes to, you know, sometimes... Follow after God. Um, it says in 46, And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? <sighs> Dang. You know, it says, They profess me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. You know, that's, that's deep. Verse 47, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. This is my favorite part right here. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep. And laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. I was like that house built on sand. I was like that house that didn't know truth, didn't want to understand, didn't care what people said. I wanted my way, and I wanted that path of destruction, you could say, because Proverbs also says, it says, before destruction is a haughty spirit. But he says, um, uh, before honor is humility. You know, and I love the parable of these guys when Jesus is inside of a house, and there's four guys that carry up their sick friend, and they take him to the rooftop. You got a whole house being built, but people are all around it just trying to get to Jesus. They took the time. I don't know how they got on the house. It doesn't say they had a ladder. They must have had to build something right there, but to carry a sick friend, we got to build each other up. And it's not just to, we have to focus on ourselves. But in focusing on ourselves, we do focus on others because it's bringing us all together, making us all stronger. And, uh, just to come back to that, that's, that's how we teach each other. That's how we help each other because we're all perfect in, in God's eyes. Not to say we don't have imperfections and things we need to work on, but in verse 48, my favorite part, it says, He is like a man which built a house and dig deep 
and laid the foundation on a rock. And when Jesus had asked his disciples one time, he said, uh, who do people say that I am? Uh, well, some say you're uh, this person or your prophet. And he's like, no, 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 Peter. He's just like, who do you say that I am? Uh, he's just like, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he's just like, Phew. he's like, that's right. He's just like, and upon this uh, rock, you know, shall my church be established and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He wasn't saying, Peter, you're going to be the church. He was saying, you profess that I am the son of the living God. You profess that I am the Christ, the one to come to save and to just bring about this repentance and this love that will just surpass all our understanding because it'll give us a peace. It'll allow us to know we're forgiven and it allows us to know that we are tied to this this living being now because he rose from the dead and we can have a building uh, in the Lord. And so the next place that I wanted to go to as we kind of sail through here is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And there's so much here. I mean, when you go to the word, how it comes together so wonderfully, um, it just goes back to the very beginning of how all things work together for good. Well, God wants to allow us to learn and throughout the whole Bible, he gives us lessons from people and from himself, the things that he says. And it says, um, godly men spoke because they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, um, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And at this time, he was talking to, to the Corinth church as a whole, as a body. And he says, you know, in the next verse, if any man defiled the temple of God, he himself, got, he, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And that comes as a, a warning, but it says, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and I just like to think about it, it's just like in the times I have shared, like Mason said, that willingness to go out and open up about the Lord. Sometimes you open up about Jesus and it's just like people are like, buddy, he's not for me. I mean, and uh, it's just like, you're like, what? <laughs> you kind of question everything, but never allow it to move you or shake you off of that truth that you know. It says, any man that brings you another truth or another gospel, it says, let him be accursed. We are to know that in this way that he's saying become a fool, he's just saying uh, don't be high-minded, going back to being willing to understand, to take in wisdom, to take in guidance and counsel, going back to that proverb, going back to those things um, our own family and our own members of the church have gone through. Being able to have that fellowship and love and bond with each other is so important because we can be um, as one. You know, I like to think about the vine. In the hymnal I had back there was... It was so wild, I opened up, and there's a little book card in there at random, and it had a vine on it. And I was like, man, that could, go, that could go with what I'm saying, because Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abideth in me bears much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. So we, as being the branches in the vine, being the body, it says the temple, going back to Corinthians 3.16, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, he is within us, going back to Solomon who built the temple. That's the very temple, you know, like Jesus came back to with a whip. He saw that where money changers were selling doves. You know, they were like, you know, trying to make it a, 
just a job or, you know, they were trying to get for their own gain. Um, like that old saying, the old gotten gain, that's the world. Well, Jesus had to tie a whip real quick and chase all that out. Not that he was acting in anger, but his love for God drove him to want to be clean. His love for God drove him to want to be built up in the right way. And so there is that side of him that says you need to stand for your truth. You need to stand for me because God stands for us. He And like there was something Mason said, um, and it reminded me of, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and um, it goes back to putting on the armor of God, and uh, that's a completely different verse, but he says, when you have done all to stand, stand again, you know, stand firm. So when it seems like everything's lost, when it seems like you're being shaken, he doesn't say the storms won't come, he doesn't say, say you won't be tried, he says that when they do come, remember that you dug deep and you put your passion in me because my love is for you. Remind yourself of who you are. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid or dismayed for the Lord God, thy God is with you wherever you go. He's not saying there's not going to be a flood that may seem like it'll shake your entire world, that it may test your entire being. That's life. That's what we go through. And what storm will come into our lives that will make us forget the love of Jesus Christ? Will you forget about the house God formed? Will you forget about the rock you stand on? That's where it comes to life. That's where you are learning. That's where you are receiving. And sometimes I myself struggle with it. I, I struggle to receive the truth at times and that honesty and that deep connection with the Lord because I myself still want my wants and my desires and those things. But I have to say, I need to seek the kingdom first because God has a mansion for me in eternity in my father's house there are many mansions i don't even think i'll ever own a mansion on this you know in this world today but you know in eternity when we know our lord and savior jesus christ when we believe with all our hearts in his home he has good things prepared for me and he has good things prepared to those that love the lord and so james says i told mason try your works test your ways See what you're doing. You know, we all know within ourselves what's right, what's wrong. He says um, back in Proverbs, to do justly, to have judgment and equity. How are you treating people? How are you morally living your life? Do you want to live in deceit? Do you want to lie to others to get what you want? Or do you want to stand in truth? Because I tell you, the truth sets you free. The truth is painful and hard at times. I've been blind to the truth, but I want a house and I want a foundation that is built up in Jesus Christ because if we gain the whole world and lose our soul, what has it been for? What has it been for? That's the question I have for you. Do you love the Lord enough to be able to put those things aside? There was a, a rich young ruler uh, and he was compared to Zacchaeus, I heard in a sermon one time. And well, he came to Jesus. He's like, I've done all these works for you. I've done everything I could. And we know that Zacchaeus repaid his debts. He went back. He's like, you know what? I love you, God. I'm going to pay these debts. And well, the other guy who's done all these works, Jesus said, well, he's just like, sell all that you have and follow me. You know, give it to the poor. And, he's just, and he said he went away sad, you know, because going back to when I told you, when we come back to our house, and we don't fill it with the love of God, and, the, and we don't fill it with the Holy Spirit to be able to teach and guide us, we still have that same world. We still have that same thinking that allows us not to be renewed, that allows us not to stand on that foundation of God. And so, 
Um, the last part, going from Proverbs 1 to Corinthians 3, uh, going to Hebrews chapter 3, um, talking about the house of God. Um, if, you, if you'll turn for me, we're going to read Hebrews 3, 1 through 6. I'll just give you a moment to ponder. I, uh, I like to think about, oh, it's a hard thing at times, but I've heard a lot of people say, I, I've grown up and, um, you know, some friends that I used to have, they aren't with me anymore, or the people I know, they aren't, they're not with me because when you live that life and you forget to acknowledge, accept, and you don't ever believe in Jesus Christ, it's, it continues to drag you down. I'm not judging anyone's salvation or who will be saved and who will go to heaven or hell, but what I'm saying is we can be hurt by that lifestyle, and, and it will cause us to have a pain on this earth that may seem like hell, that may seem that is just destroying everything we have. And so in Hebrews 3, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. That's great. You know, consider the apostle, the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, the high priest, who was faithful to him that appointed him, God. God the Father sent his only begotten Son, that whomsoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We know that very well. Who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. But we know at times that Moses was like, God, I'm leading all these people. He's just like, take my name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. He's like, so they might be saved. He's just like, I'm ready to go. I want to be with you. Because the storm that's before me is just hard to take. And we know at times when God was just like, tap the rock with your stick. He's just like, and water's going to come from it. God wants to provide that water. God wants to bring you all together so you can teach these ones that are the kids that are around you, those older, those younger, so that we can all be raised up in the Lord, that we can be a healthy branch bearing fruit. And so, you know, when Moses was told to uh, tap the rock, I mean, man, he just struck it, you know, so we can get tired of things. And then the next time God said, speak to the rock, and he's just he hit it again, you know. And uh, so we all have imperfections and we all have things that test us. So think about that. You know, Jesus, he was tempted in all ways as we were, yet without sin. So he has to be our hope. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It says for, in verse 3, For this man was accounted worthy of more glory than Moses, because Moses, you know, he didn't totally listen, and he did act in anger, you know. And so um, it says, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Praise God, because I want him to build my house. I want God to build me up in the way that I should go, because I don't want to depart from it. I know what departing from God looks like. I've been asked by people, don't you want to move and travel and see this? I'm like, I know what the world looks like. <laughs> I ain't never been to China or ever been to Australia. May I, would I like to go? If God brings me there, maybe I'll go. But I know what the world is. The world's the same. I am in the world, but I am not of the world. You know, so my hope is in the Lord. And so remembering for every house is built by some man, we, man, but he that built all things is God. Thank you, Lord. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Because he knew there was something that was going to happen down the road. It says in Romans, the sufferings of this present time cannot be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in you. 
And so Moses verily was faithful in all his house. He, he was like, God, I'm going to follow you. I know this is a pain. They've been complaining. They got leeks and garlic and all this stuff back in Egypt. But you just parted an ocean and they're still complaining. You know, so it's just like, wow, you know. Uh, verse 6 says, but Christ as a son over his house, over his own house, whose house are we? I love that. Whose house are we? Where will we stand? Where will we be when judgment comes? And so if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. So we hold fast. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. If I have confidence in myself, if I start getting high-minded because I built this and I built that, someone's going to come along and be like, well, it's gone, buddy, you know, and uh, it will be destroyed. It says our works will be tried with fire. They will be tested. And so that's what you got to think about. I, uh, going back to Corinthians, if you have your Bible marked, 1 Corinthians 3, before the verses that I read, this is, this is great. I, I didn't know what to talk about totally because there was so much in these three verses that related together about the house and God's house and the way that we're built up. It was almost hard to really think, but I'm like, God, just take it away. And uh, so we're coming back to this for a second because I, um, I brought up that our works will be tried with fire. In chapter 3, verse 10, it says, well, I'll go to verse 9 because that's great too. This is what we got to remember. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Praise God. According to the grace of God which is given unto me. Remember, great, a, a nurse named Grace asked me if I knew who Jesus was. That, you know, God will give us signs. It says, blessed is he who believes and has not seen. But God is such a wonderful God, he'll show us things anyways. And so it says... Um, the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereupon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Because, you know, it says um, there has been uh, sheep, wolves in sheep's clothing. We have to be very careful that the things we're taught, you know, when you hear words that I speak, check them. Check them. Go to the Word of God. I w that's what we're supposed to do. Because Solomon... He gained all his wisdom looking back on the prophets, looking back on the word. God gave him all the understanding because he took the time to have that relationship. He broke the roof, like that parable said, and he brought his friends back down to the bottom where Jesus was at ground level. He went down through the roof. And man, if you know anything about people who put roofs on, they try to do a good job because it's got to withstand the weather that comes down. And uh, so when you go to peel that roof off, if you don't got the right tools and the right understanding, how are you going to go back to the ground floor if you're up above it? You know, so that just goes to show we can get so high-minded and caught up in our minds that we forget about the foundation. So he says, let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Because when you're like, my house is built, I know how to do it. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go on my way. That's very dangerous ground. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. I'm determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, this, that, that, and this. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And here we go. 
If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So he's not saying, I'm still not going to, I'm not going to test you with fire. He's saying you're going to be tested with fire. You're going to have a life that's going to try you. You're going to have these relationships, these friendships, this church that will have to work together for the good. And that is the calling that we have to come into a body, to look to the head and have this house established on a foundation that will not perish. My flesh is as the grass. The grass withereth and the flower fade, but the word of God stands forever. So believe it, receive it, because it's changed my life and it'll change your life. And so if I could leave anything with you, look back to the Lord. Be willing to receive, because I'm hard-headed. I, I even went to the chiropractor one time. She's like, you got a thick skull. And I'm like, if that just made life harder, I don't know what. You know, I'm supposed to be getting lined up, but I just got cracked down, you know. So anyways, but like I said, there's that proverb. A just man falls seven times and rises again, but a wicked man shall fall into mischief. Be careful what you build your life upon. Be careful what you stand for and what you live for, because those things will change your house. You can paint walls, but the drywall is still the same behind it. You know, you got to be making sure that you're renewed and you're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilt on that cross. That it's the grace you receive, and it's at His mercy that saved us. Knowing that, living that, believing it. And uh, I was working the other day, actually, on, on a, it wasn't a house, but it was an addition for thing. And someone was like, what do you want? I was like, I want the Lord's mercy. And this humbled me. He's just like, you already got that. You just got to believe. And I'm like, really? I'm like, really? That's really what I need? And I was like, dang. So believe and receive it. Take in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so that's just everything that was on my heart. And um, I just want you to know that God loves you so much and that he has a place for you in eternity. And life here is not everything, but we can love others because he first loved us and know that and um, things get better. You will have friendships, you will have bonds, your children will grow up in the way that they should go and they won't depart from it because of the examples we've set, because of the way we have lived. So um, I just want to thank you all again for bringing me here and Praise God, because it's His Word that stays. You know, I am like the grass. You know, we all are. And uh, life is but a vapor. And remember, the Lord has a place for you. And um, He has hands that we can't be taken out of. So um, I thank you all. And um, I'll turn this service back over to Mason.